Welcome to Season 3 of Busting Addiction and Its Myths, sponsored by Safe House Rehab Thailand, where we offer a modern approach to recovery, breaking with tradition by introducing new technologies that help disrupt the cycle of addiction. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com and click on the video, or contact us at info at safehouserehab.com and we'll tell you about our $1,000 airfare allowance and referral rewards program. My name is Bruno J, and here's why I created this podcast. Our research has shown that despite the opioid epidemic and the worldwide panic over the ravages of addiction, we didn't see that treatment centers were doing anything different to break the cycle more effectively and improve the odds of long-term success. So we have set out to do things differently and to let all those who love an addict or alcoholic know more about the advances in treatment that we represent. Here's what we're doing differently. We have designed our diagnostics and detox to isolate and treat opioid and multi-addiction, example, alcohol plus opioids plus speed, more effectively given that these are the new challenges of addiction in the 21st century. We integrate leading-edge technology into the recovering process, thereby disrupting the disorder, speeding the recovery of brain health, Clients come to treatment with damaged brains. This is a given. We pay attention to the importance of dopamine and other ingredients vital to brain health recovery. Traditional rehabs don't provide anywhere near the tools and close guidance that clients truly need to help keep them clean and sober for life. We do it right. First, we advise our clients to go into our sober living facility to serve as a transition to normal life and we absolutely outperform traditional rehabs when it comes to providing a structure for long-term recovery. So if you love an addict or alcoholic and you feel like your loved one is sucking the oxygen out of your life, is stealing your money, stealing your peace of mind and your sanity, this podcast is for you. If you're feeling rage and shame and, and he or she is living rent-free in your head 24-7, this podcast is for you. I hope to have you gain a better understanding of the nature of addictive disorder and the invisible effect it has on your psyche. It's my fervent hope you also gain a little more compassion for your loved one and for yourself in spite of this cunning, baffling, and powerful disease. To paraphrase an author in this space, we struggle because we love. Hello, this is Bruno J., your host for episode four of Busting Addiction and Smiths, and today we're going to try something completely different. There are two parts to this. I'm going to ask you in no uncertain terms to share your feedback and your story and send your email to me at info at safehouserehab.com. Addiction and alcoholism and its effects on the loving and suffering family are mighty serious, so I focus on that topic with great intensity. It's my number one goal to carry the message of hope to families who suffer from the effects of addictive disease. Guess which episode has been so popular so far? It's called The Whole Family is Sick. I think the reason so many listeners choose it as their favorite is that A, it's a head-turner, and B, people are curious to know exactly what do, what do I mean by the whole family, when it's obvious it's just the addict who is sick, right? I go on to explain the family is dancing with the devil. I happen to like the metaphor, even though it suggests an evil force, which is nothing of the sort, of course. They don't even know it. So even though they might try mightily to control, and in so trying, they cajole, they'll deny, they'll hide the booze, scream at the addict, manipulate, punish, withdraw, enable, cover, resent, fear the future, or fantasize about and wish for a miracle, nothing changes. And always it gets worse. 
It's a jagged line down, but in the end, it's a downward slide. The truth is that the family is powerless over drugs and alcohol, just as surely as is the addict or alcoholic himself. Before the realization of that truth materializes, if it ever does, the family has been drawn into a sick world created by the unrelenting force of addictive disorder. The family thinks that they might have caused it, that they can cure it, that there is a cure for it out there somewhere, which, by the way, is family seeking the most outlandish cures, from mushrooms to unproven drugs to shamans in the mountains of Nepal. Some have traveled to the ends of the earth in search of the magic elixir to cure their boy. Others think that by trying to steer the husband into a, quote, healthier lifestyle and moderating, moderating alcohol or control it. it. Turns out that the family is looking in the wrong place. They think that the solution to their problem rests with their addict, what the addict does or doesn't do. They think that by doing certain things that their alcoholic will change his ways and get normal. And when that happens, all will be well with everyone. My, what a relief that will be. But the truth is this, the happy state that you long for is a pleasant and unattainable fantasy. All of the things that the family tries are certainly well-meaning, but they are completely and totally misguided. For any measure of happiness, a peace of mind, a serenity or joy, will come about as a result of what each member of the family does for himself or herself individually, and sometimes as a family in counseling. It starts with an awakening to the fact that you, the loving, devoted mom or dad or sibling, spouse, child, is in a seriously codependent relationship with your beloved addict or alcoholic. How can you tell and what do you, and what do, you do about it? Okay, so I've designed this quiz. Remember, I said it was, there was a quiz in here. So I've designed this quiz to help you decide if you are codependent and how deeply you might have been affected by this hidden compulsion. Now, I should stress mightily that you do not have to be in a close relationship with an alcoholic or addict to take this quiz. Many people are codependent without knowing it and wonder why they spend their lives in perpetual caretaker mode, resenting the fact that they have given themselves away to someone else with little left for themselves. Some of these people go on to play the role of martyr, which is a story in and of itself. Bringing it back to the notion of a quiz for a second, first of all, have you heard of codependency? And even if you haven't, what do you think it is? First, ask if codependency is a healthy place to be, yes or no. Now, it's A, both people in a relationship being dependent on each other, B, each addicted to the other, or each addicted to a drug or alcohol may not even be the same substance. The answer is that codependency is a decidedly unhealthy mental and emotional state to be in. It can go on for life and cause great pain and dysfunction. More about that a little later. The ABC answers A and B, not C, even though it may be true. It is less relevant to the question. But the truth is that in any relationship where there is addiction by two or more people in that relationship, there has to be profound dysfunction, by definition. How could there not be? So A was both people in a relationship being dependent on each other. B, each addicted to the other. Those basically are the two main definitions of codependency, although there's more detail behind that. Uh, the clinical definition of codependency comes from a well-known author of the book Codependent no More, no More by Melody Beatty. Her subtitle is telling and point to what we do about it. How to stop controlling others and start caring for yourself. Her definition of a codependent person is one who has let another's behavior affect him or her and who is obsessed with controlling that person's behavior. That's a succinct insight which gives you a sense of what the internal, obsessive, and external control characteristics are. If you don't recognize that within yourself, it could be because you're still living with the illusion 
that the problem you are having is what the other party in the relationship is doing. Asking it from another angle, here's another quiz question. If my beloved addict alcohol were to stop using and drinking, A, my life would be so much better and I would feel all is finally well. B, I would still worry about what could happen, not trust that this is truly over. And C, I would believe that whatever was bothering me would be gone at least for now. The answer is that most people who love an addict will answer all of the above. Most people in this boat still haven't made the essential turn of not yet abandoned a dysfunctional old idea and grasped a new one, without which there is simply never any progress or hope of attaining a sense of hope and peace of mind despite whatever the addict loved one is doing, clean or sober or not. Melody Beatty goes on to say this, But the heart of the definition and recovery lies not in the other person, no matter how much we believe it does. It lies within ourselves in the ways we have let other people's behavior affect us and in the ways we try to affect them. The obsessing, the controlling, the obsessive helping, caretaking, low self-worth bordering on self-hatred and guilt, peculiar dependency on peculiar people, attraction to intolerance of the bizarre, other-centeredness that results in abandonment of self, communication problems, intimacy problems, and an ongoing whirlwind through the five-stage grief process. Although there is some disagreement among professionals, most seem to agree that codependency is a chronic progressive disorder. Let's take a closer look at that definition. You are not born a codependent or an alcoholic or addict, but you do develop a predisposition to become, let's say in this case, a codependent if you are raised in a toxic and dysfunctional environment, whereas a youngster you were victimized by an abusive and or alcoholic parent, where you had to walk on eggshells or to be a caretaker when you should have been playing with the other kids in the neighborhood. This person grows up becoming attracted to dysfunctional people because it's a familiar situation where one feels most needed and most valuable. The rooms of Al-Anon to which I also belong because I too was attracted to an alcoholic woman because I thought I could save her and that was a sexually compelling idea are filled with people who come there to help them understand their alcoholic or control their drinking and then are absolutely shocked when they're told to stop looking at the other guy and start working on themselves. They look at the sign on the wall which states the basic truth about their absolute powerlessness over alcohol and drugs. Didn't cause it, can't control it, and can't cure it. The important thing to remember is that people who would be considered codependents are good people caught up in an awful relationship that they have little control over from the beginning. They are innocent people. Your heart must go out to them. I have great difficulty remaining dispassionate when I speak to the brave women, yes, most are women, who share their stories at the meetings and still love their husbands or exes, and they still hurt. These women have found fulfillment and peace by shedding their self-pity and resentments and started sharing their experience, strength, and hope with others who still suffer. I remember to this very day a moment at a recovery conference when a woman at an Al-Anon meeting stated quietly, We know we are all hurting, but we don't have to hurt alone. This is part of being a part of as opposed to apart from. We can end the isolation that comes with the illusion that we are unique in our suffering when there are millions who have become victimized by addiction without our permission. Imagine dreams shattered and how angry that would make us. And yes, I was there too. And what happened was this. My fiancé's behavior brought out the control freak in me, and I became a raging codependent defined by how I reacted to her behavior. I did crazy things I would never have dreamed of doing under, quote, normal circumstances. Melody Beatty says it's vital that we understand that codependency is primarily a reactive process. Codependents are reactionaries. They overreact. They underreact. 
but rarely do they act. They react to the problems, pains, and behavior of others. They find themselves in highly uncertain and volatile alcohol-fueled situations that demand their full attention just to survive the moment. As the people around us become sicker, and they always will if the disorder is left untreated, as addiction is a progressive disease, we begin to react more intensely. What began as a little rational concern may trigger irrational reactions such as isolation, depression, or even suicidal fantasies. Codependency is called a disorder is because codependent behaviors become habitual. We repeat habits without thinking. They take on a life of their own and in so doing perpetuate sick behavior without our being conscious of it. Until desperation has us crying out for help and someone hears us and stands ready to help us see the light, a friend who shares your problem but has found a way out, a counselor at a treatment center, a psychiatrist trained in addictive disorder, research on our own, Alan on or CODA, Codependence Anonymous, we think we are always alone. And the truth is, we are never alone. What have we learned today? One, most if not all family members of an alcoholic or addict become dysfunctional when living with a disorder. That's why it's called a family disease. Two, family members therefore become codependent. A codependent person is one who has let another's behavior affect him or her and who is obsessed with controlling that person's behavior. Three, all who are thus affected do not yet understand that recovery lies not with the other person, but rather it lies within ourselves. Four, therefore the truth of what Al-Anon and recovery professionals claim becomes liberating. Didn't cause it, can't control it, can't cure it. And finally, five, knowing we are not alone and that there are countless people who share the same problem and stand ready to help with the solution, to restore your sanity should be liberating too. Thank you for tuning in today. It's my fervent hope we've given you new insight and new hope that will lighten your burden. For our hearts go out to all who suffer the effects of addictive disorder. Please give us your feedback at info at safehouserehab.com. By all means, ask us any question you like and we'll answer on air if you will. And if you want to leave us your first name and city, we'll recognize you too, of course. This podcast is sponsored by safehouserehab.com, where we take a modern approach to recovery, something all families of those who suffer deserve. Tune in next week for more.